This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash Boathouse Studios or subscribe to Boathouse Studios on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your ear content. That's Boathouse Studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S Studios, house spelt the German way. I can't believe we're paying to see something we get on TV for free. If you ask me, everybody in this theater is a giant sucker, especially you. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Five year anniversary. <laughs> Five year anniversary. Do the air horn thing. There you go. Uh, what a bad way to start the movie. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, a lot of bad way ways. To... There's a lot of things that we'll talk yeah. about. Hi, everybody. Uh, Hi. We are the two bad neighbors. My name's Alan. And my name is Josh. Okay. We're doing this again. Well, I have a new haircut, you see. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's not really a haircut, it's more of a facial hair thing. Oh, I see. <laughs> Still technically hair, I guess. Yeah. It's your hair face hair face face haircut. Face haircut. I have a new face haircut. It's nice. gonna last for about two hours. <laughs> What's the purpose of it? Oh, uh for D D later on, I'm playing all the villains, so, mm, so you need I a thought goatee. I would shave a goatee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get it. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. 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 It, I don't we don't need to discuss it further. Like that's no, clear. Everyone knows yeah. what we're talking about. Logic um, tracks. Boom. Moving on. <laughs> Happy five uh, years. Happy five years to everybody. But yeah. Mostly us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and to those of you who kept listening for that whole time. Yeah. Wow. What we did it? What an honor it's been. <laughs> um, Half truly. a decade. Wow. <laughs> Long time. Long, Long time. time. And uh, just like the Simpsons movie, we are talking about the Simpsons movie better late than never. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's been it's been asked of us to to talk about the Simpsons movie a couple of times. Yeah, I think at one point I I kind of had the idea that this would be our season finale, our series finale rather. Yeah, yeah, that um, was a good idea. But uh, you know, we were talking about if we should do a five year episode. Yeah, and we were talking about ideas, and we just thought, why don't we just talk about the Simpsons movie? Because that's like a landmark for the series, and the series keeps going after the movie. So it's not yeah. like it was the series finale for them. So it doesn't need to be for us. And, uh, I mean, who knows if we'll do a six-year thing, because we're going to roll right into season nine, I think. Yes, we are. Um, Maybe we'll be done in a year. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what's going to happen, Greg. I don't either. I can't see the future. Uh, Quit asking me. (laughs) That's the problem. That's what we're going to be doing, for those of you wondering, if when we're done with this, we are going to find a way to see the future. Mm. We're going to find the fountain in Mm -hmm. Darren Aronofsky's fountain, and we are going to see past, present, and future at all times, and we're going to move around like the island from Lost. Yes. We're going to follow so many different sci-fi tropes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because that's what we do. We'll barely uh, scratch the Wachowskis. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about the movie, uh, the movie we just watched. I, I, this is the, uh, I think the second time I've seen it. I don't this think the, I ever rewatched it 
after I saw it in theaters back in 2007. This is, this is a great way to to uh, talk about the to talk about this movie. Uh, first off, what are you, what are your memories of seeing this movie for the first time? I remember being very trepidatious. Sure. Um, as we know, we've talked about many times. The show was, at least in our eyes, declining in quality. Um, I don't think I watched it on TV as much anymore. I almost sneezed. Uh, <laughs> and um, I remember, you know, reading about the movie, reading about how they assembled a crack team of, like, classic Simpsons writers. So I was trepidatious, but I was hopeful. I was like, that's a good sign. I like the idea that they brought b- back a bunch of people from the Golden Years. Um, I, <laughs> I remember reading about the Bart naked thing before I saw the movie. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, I was like, that's weird. I don't know why that's happening. And then I saw it. I'm like, yeah, that was weird. I thought it would be like, cause I, there, I think there was like some controversy around it in some way. Like, I have no idea why, but whatever. <laughs> well, I just, I think there was like the, uh, people in charge, maybe Al Jean, um, was like talking about how, uh, it may seem strange to hear cause I think they were trying to get ahead of it, but it's actually like, we tried to do it in a really funny way or something. And there was, I think some critics early on were saying like, Oh, it's actually a really clever little gag and all that kind of thing. And, Anyway, that's we can talk about that later. But but I remember that being weird. And then the rest of the movie, I was like, OK, you know, I like it. I liked that movie better than I liked any of the TV episodes I've seen recently. Um, I like that they brought some some of the emotional uh, stakes into it, uh, which we'll talk about. Um, but it was it was just kind of un, unremarkable. Uh, the spider pig thing really like annoyed me. Because that became kind of its its own like, you know, you know when in musicals they have like the break breakaway hit, like this we'll was the, go, the yeah the, yeah this was the breakaway hit of the movie. Yeah. Like people were always like, ah, Spider Pig, it's so funny. And I'm like, it's not though. It's not <laughs> it's, very funny. It's so unclever. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so so I was like, I was very like lukewarm about it, but I wasn't uh, I wasn't down on it. I wasn't like this was a bad movie. Um. But I was just kind of like, yeah, no, it was fine. And I went back to my business and I never saw it again until now. Mm-hmm. What about what about you? Well, I saw this movie for the first time in the town that I grew up in, in Ontario, in Port Elgin. It's one of the, it's the last movie that I can remember seeing there. Um, and I thought it was good when I saw it. I was a, I was kind of a defender of this movie, though I didn't really understand why. Um, you would have been about I, 20? Oh, uh, in 2007? Yeah. No, man. No, no, no. I was 17. Ah, uh, you're, you're such a young buck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was 17. And um, this was like the last time I would visit um, my my hometown of Port Elgin on a regular basis. So after seeing it in the movie theaters, it was like a bittersweet moment because I was like leaving the next day, but it was also like, ah, it was fun. Like, look at the Simpsons. I, I got to share this with, with some of my friends that I'll never see again and never <laughs> have. Um, and, and afterwards, I mostly forgot about it. And then uh, I saw it again at our mutual friend Kyle's house. Uh, one of the first times I ever smoked weed. Mm. So I got 
I, I got really, really into being the floor and I kind of didn't watch the movie. <laughs> now, when you say being the floor. Yeah. Would you like to elaborate? <laughs> I wanted to I wanted the floor to be me and I uh-huh. wanted to be more like the floor. OK, yeah. No, nope, that's so I got as close to the floor as I could <laughs> and just stayed there for an hour and a half. <laughs> That, was some, people, that was some, sounds like some primo weed. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Or it's just what people do the first time they do it. Sure, yeah, maybe. <laughs> and they don't know how to handle themselves. That tracks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, was a, I, w- I was a scared kid, and I didn't know how to handle it. So yep. that's, that's what it was. Um, and then I watched it again with Allie when we moved here to Calgary in our first place here. Because I just remembered it, and I wanted to check it out again and then i watched it this time yeah so you've seen it quite a bit more than me yeah i've seen it four times now yeah. uh this is the fourth time i've seen it uh i didn't really need a refresher on it because the third time i saw it kind of solidified my opinion on it right and that didn't really change were. with this viewing not really okay no. yeah my the third time i watched it changed from my first time where I was like a defender of this of this movie the first time that I saw it to now I just I don't like this movie at all. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I think it barely holds together as a film. Like yeah. barely. Well, do we want to do we want to talk about some of the uh production aspects of this movie? Like how yeah, it came it to is, be? Yeah, cuz it is it is pretty quite fascinating. fascinating. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty good. Um why don't you uh, Why don't you take us off? Um, do you want to start with the writers' room, or do you want to start with the previous attempts? Well, yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's notable to, and I think we kind of have said this throughout the regular feed. Um, you know, when we get to certain episodes, we're like, "This was pitched as the movie at one point," or like that kind of thing. Uh, I think most people know Camp Krusty was maybe yep. the first time they they had a story idea that they were uh, considering as a film. So that's back in season five uh, or season four. Yeah, four. Season four. Yeah. Um, So that gives you an idea of uh, how early they were already starting to think about this. Um, And I think that I think most likely at the time that the show was just like kind of holding its own enough that they didn't really need to worry about making a movie yet. Um, But also it seemed like they just couldn't quite break what story they wanted to do for the movie. Um. There was some other, I think, uh, Fish Called Selma was at one point possible, like in, in talks as a possible movie. Um, the Troy McClure live action movie was a thing. Um, uh, what else? Um, you only move twice. Only move twice. Right. Yeah. Cause they were thinking of doing that with, uh, Scorpio, which, you know, they were maybe going to have Scorpio back for this, for this film, uh, at one point. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, I think, uh, early 2001, I think, is when they started uh, actually work, like buckling down and working on what became this movie. Um, but it obviously took a while. This came out in 2007, for those that aren't aware. Um, the, they, and at that time, um, I believe Al Jean and Mike Reese were showrunners. Um, in 2007? 2001, sorry. 2001, it would have just been Al Jean. It was just LG. Okay. He doesn't come back with Mike Reese. And I think that's very telling. Mm. Right. (laughs) Um, Which we'll get to. Uh, So uh, they started assembling a crackerjack team of writers. Um, And truly, truly a a crackerjack team. If I counted right at the end of the movie, there are 11 credited writers. 
That sounds right. Um, I have the list here. Can um, I try and guess who's on it? <laughs> yeah, just of course. Based on memory. Um. Yep. Okay. Okay. Starting with James L. Brooks. Yep. Credited writer. His first. Oh, I should pull up the actual credits, not the. Hold on. Uh, it's his yep. first writing. Is it? Is it his first writing? Like writing credit since. Oh, does does he do Spanglish before that? Spanglish is 2004, I believe. So, okay, yeah. so yeah, okay. So he's a little bit into it now. Okay. <laughs> um, so we got, we, got, we got Brooks, we got Graining, who gets a full writing credit because he comes up with the plot, uh-huh. allegedly. <laughs> um, now I'm going to go to Meyer. George Meyer, yep. George Meyer is in there. Al Jean is in there. Yep. Is Mike Reese in there? He is. Mike Scully then. Yep. Um, John Schwartzwelder. Of course. John Vitti. Yep. Um, oh no. Uh, now does David Silverman get a credit? He did direct it, but. He doesn't, he does not in the writing credits. He's, he's not, not in the, the writing credits. Yeah, he's just director. Um, Ian Maxtone Graham. Yep. Nice. <laughs> um, oh gosh. Another showrunner. Another showrunner? Earlier, or like a showrunner we're going to talk about soon. <laughs> that we're going to talk about? Yeah. Did I, did I not say Scully? No, am I thinking of the wrong showrunner then? <laughs> Who does season nine? Scully. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of a different showrunner then. Okay. Oh, not Oakley. No. Not Oakley or Merkin? Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, David Merkin. <laughs> when was he showrunner? Was he in five? five. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I get them confused some, for some reason. Um, so that's a that's a powerhouse group, but and one more. I miss one. I'm yeah. missing one. Matt Selman. Matt Selman. Uh, tell me about Matt Selman, because <laughs> that's the one name that doesn't ring super familiar to me. Let's see. Uh, he joined the staff in 1997. Okay. Uh, so he has uh, credited writing for 28 episodes. Okay. Um, including. Behind the Laughter. Oh, my boy. And Trilogy of Error, which are two ones we've done on our Patreon. That's right. Um, also Natural Born Kissers, Sky Police, The Food White. Like he, it, it goes on. It goes on like How this. long did he... It looks it like tenure? Natural Born Kissers was his first credited writing, and that's in season uh, nine. Nine, okay. Like end so, of season nine, I think. I feel like he's kind of like one of Al Jean's guys then. Yeah, most likely. Um... Because he's uh, definitely see. not part of that original writing room. He might be there. He might be he's given now, a... It looks like he's now, uh, or at least he at one point was executive producer. So he got EP yeah. at some point. Yeah. He might be like one of those guys who gives the the Simpsons movie the the tone. Uh, how, it, how it... Because the, the Simpsons movie feels a lot like the Simpsons... television show that was on at the time yeah it doesn't feel like the original like 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 when you get all those writers together you would think it would feel a little bit more sentimental and brooksian yeah especially because he's got his name all over the thing yeah well but it uh, really doesn't and i and i think i have an idea why but before we get into that i just i found this little nutmeg of information about uh matt selman I think it's very funny. Uh, first of all, he's won six Emmy Awards for The Simpsons. Oh, good um, for him. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, he's, re- he's received an Annie Award for writing Simpsons Bible stories. Oh. And a Writers Guild of America Award for writing The Dad Who Knew Too Little. But most interestingly, uh, in that episode, The Dad Knew Too Little, Homer's email was chunkylover53 at AOL.com. And Selman <laughs> registered that email and received thousands of messages after the episode aired. He responded to some of them in the character of Homer, but gave up when he forgot the password. <laughs> Which, like, bro, you know, there's there's a feature for that. There's a function. Yeah. It's, it's right underneath you hit forget, forgot password. It'll help you. Yep, anyway. You'll figure it out. You can figure yeah. it out. Um, but yeah, they assemble this crackerjack team of writers. Um, they there was some that were thought of joining, um, including Brad Bird, oh, uh, sure. who was working on Ratatouille, so he couldn't. Yeah. Um, as well as Sam Sam Simon did not return. He was never. I don't think he was ever thought to return, but he no never because he had left the show uh, under creative differences. Um, but uh, Conan O'Brien also said that he. Would was like interested in maybe joining them to help write, um, but he said, and I, I like this quote: "I worry that the Simpsons writing portion of my brain has been destroyed after 14 years of talking to Lindsay Lohan and that guy from One Tree Hill. So maybe it's all for the best." <laughs> A little f- stinker. Um, wow, <laughs> that's some shade. Yeah. Um, so they they went to the like the little bungalow that. Uh, Graining pitched the idea of the Simpsons at um, in bungalow. I, I'm yeah, I guess so. Um, and they spent six months discussing a plot. It's the Gracie Films bungalow. That's what it is. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and some of the stuff that they pitched in that kind of session or yeah. that time uh, became episodes or other things. So like the bonfire of the manatees. Uh, that was a Al Jean suggestion. <laughs> Is that the family rescue some manatees? That's a bad <laughs> idea. Uh, <laughs> Just a bad suggestion. Yeah. What are you doing, Gene? Sit down, Al Gene. <laughs> you know your you know the reason you're here, right? It's not like, because of your great ideas. It's to it's to liaise between the show <laughs> and the movie production. That's, That's why right. you're there. It's you're an important purely, cog that shouldn't talk. You're an ornament. <laughs> Once again, Al, love to have you on the show. Um, <laughs> there was a, um, there was kind of a Truman Show idea at one point where they like all realize they're in a TV show, um, which I think kind of eventually becomes behind the or I guess behind the laughter became came before this, right? Yes. Yeah, but it's kind of that same uh, feeling. Yeah. Um, there was a. Uh, bring like I said, bringing Hank Scorpio back. Um, that was a, a thought for a while because they already knew Albert Brooks was going to be joining the the cast because he already said he'd do it. Yeah. Um, so they're like, well, what do we do with Albert Brooks? Maybe let's bring Scorpio back. Um, but they decided to make uh, Russ Cargill uh, a new character, Russ Cargill instead. And thank goodness, um, yeah, because you know what? I'm gonna say it. Love Russ Cargill. I think he's fine. I love him. <laughs> I, I think he's I, the most interesting part of the movie. Without a doubt. He's, but um, it's he's still, got, yeah. He's got some of the best lines, but honestly, not enough. No, and I, I think, too... It's too written. I, yes, I was going to say, I, I don't think they let Brooks go off as much as they normally would Yeah, for a show. 
There's um, a few moments where you feel the where where you feel like he's brushing up against brilliance. Um, like particularly when he says, uh, "Of course I've gone mad with power. Have you ever tried going mad without power? It's boring. It's boring. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And there's like there's the part where he's uh, telling uh, President Schwarzenegger." Uh, with <laughs> to, yeah, yeah, that's um, the, the driest <laughs> cough <laughs> to like pick a, a, a action plan or whatever. Yep. And he's like saying, nope, not that one. Try again, you know, and that seemed like maybe a fun riff like uh, the, between him and uh, um, Shearer, but two double it four good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's fun. That's a fun little back and forth that again, like he he probably felt confident he could do with Shearer and yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, I just wanted to say the, the, the main thing that I noted when I was kind of reading through the production of this movie is that they came up with a rough idea and then they divided it into seven parts and had each like seven different writers go off and write those parts and then came back and merged them all into one rough outline. And like, that's where I'm like, okay, there's your problem because this movie feels like it's got several different ideas like you have the main you like i will say there's the main plot of the dome and russ cargill as the as a villain but there's so many other little smaller subplots that either go nowhere are boring or are badger plots which like why put a badger plot in your movie it's insane yeah it's insane movies need to be efficient yeah especially animated movies Mm mm-hmm when I was reading up on it, like, I couldn't believe how much they left on the cutting room floor. I forgot to check the timestamp, but I was going to check the timestamp of when the dome actually comes down on Springfield. I think it's 30 minutes. I, I would, uh, and I like, would that should, that should, that should happen in 15 minutes. Like in the, or, you know, like that's, that should be your inciting or not your inciting incident. Sorry. The, the pig silo probably would be the, the inciting incident that causes the silo to come down. If you have to have it, but spider pig is also a badger plot. Yeah, that's the thing. (laughs) And that's, that's where, that's where Groening's uh, alleged idea for the plot comes from, by the way, he read an article about a town that had to clean pig feces out of a lake. That's it. That's his, that's why he's like credited for coming up with the idea. Cause it's like, what if, what if Springfield put pig feces in a lake and polluted it? I think that would be good. Um, wow. Um, wow. Script went over, sorry, went through over a hundred revisions. At one point, the film was a musical. Uh, the songs I would were have con- liked that. Yeah. The a songs were continually musical? being shortened and the idea was dropped because they kept cutting stuff from the songs. Oh, so that's the like, second well, time that's happened to Brooks. Oh, is that, uh, I'll do anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you ever watch that movie? No, never. No, no. I think I it's like impossible to find anyway. But well, the the movie or the musical both. cut? I think both are hard to find. Musical cut definitely hard to find. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's fascinating. Yeah, that movie exists. Nick yep. Nolte's in it, <laughs> and he sings. Yeah, he sure does. <clears throat> um. Yeah. All so of they... these, all of these, like like a uh, hundred <laughs> different revisions, seven parts. Uh, one writer doing a, a sep- one seventh of the movie, and then like th- three or four writers overseeing the whole thing. These are all great signs. <laughs> yeah, think of your favorite film. Just listeners, just think of your favorite film. I guarantee you, they have twelve writers. <laughs> 
12 credited writers. 12 credited writers. <laughs> they've gone through 100 revisions. Um, they've been split into seven parts. Yeah, no, it's just, it's so silly. Um, like, I don't, under, like... I and they're 90 they're, minutes long, and they feel like they could be 60. Yeah. Like, I, I understand that they could, that, the, you know, they're... I don't want to say under a lot of pressure because they're not, but like there, there's a lot of like expectation coming from the movie because it's been in development and like teased for so long. So I get the idea that they were maybe being too precious about it and like too like worried about just giving it to one writer, but like just give it to one, like one of your trusted writers, give it to Schwartzwelder. I don't care. He'll sit in a bunker and write it for a few, a few weeks, you know? Then you do the punch-up. Then up. you do the punch-up. Then you do the table, or not table, read the uh, writer's room, where you, you punch up jokes and you add stuff. But don't... I, I, I yeah. have no understanding, actually I do, but it makes, it makes very little logical sense why you would change the way you make the show in a way that's, like... Because the way that they make the show works for the show... The way that they made the movie isn't even the way you make movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's like in the editing process as well. Once things were being animated, they were continually changing and adding things. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, Brooks said that 70% of the things in one of the trailers uh, were based on where they were eight weeks ago are no longer in the movie. So, like, one of the trailers was released, and and he said 70% of that stuff was no longer in the movie because they changed things in the interim between releasing the trailer and the movie getting getting released that's so expensive but like that's crazy that's so much waste yeah because like pixar <laughs> pixar has a very 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 i think we can all agree very good track record yeah and they know how to make a movie they know what they're doing and one of the most important things to do is have your script finished mm-hmm. before you start animating because otherwise you're going to start wasting millions of dollars on things no one is ever going to see. And I think a lot of this lies at Brooks's feet because from what I understood, he kind of bullied his way back into the production process of the of the movie because he's like I'm James L Brooks, I can I'm the guy. I'm Spanglish. I'm Spanglish. I'm as good as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> Um, How do you know? Broadcast news. <laughs> he did. How do you know? <laughs> nothing movie. He did. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's yeah. It's it's tough to. <laughs> when I watched it this time, it, it was tough for me to uh, appreciate it <laughs> because I was so annoyed at the first 30 minutes like before you get to the plot i was like why are you why are they doing this why what is the point of this uh i forgot lisa had a little romance subplot until i was watching it because it's fucking forgettable there's two scenes yeah and i was like he appeared and i'm like what's what's happening here does this ever come up again no it does i mean it comes up again but it's not relevant in any way Comes up again at the end. There's nothing. There's no. There's there's nothing in between. I dropped my phone. I'm I'm worked <laughs> You're up. You're so banned, mad. Um, it's not like I no. I don't even. It's not like I dislike this movie vehemently. I think there's a some things that I, there's a lot of things in this movie that I did find myself enjoying, but so much more is just the is just flab. Yeah, and it's inexcusable in an animated show, in an animated movie. 
Well, and the other thing that really, like, struck me this time is uh, the, um, like, Homer's character, uh, which I think we should talk about. Of course. Because... I think this is the... Yeah, yeah, let's talk about it. Well, this is like the 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 crux of why I dislike the show at this time, right? Yep. Is is the jerk ass Homer, and I think uh, he's he's clearly on display in this movie, but they try to give him an arc with it, mm-hmm. right? Um, and apparently some of the uh, some of the early cuts of the film too, like he was meaner, <laughs> like he was a worse person, and like test audiences were like, "This is bad. We don't like that Homer's so mean. Make him nicer." And so they had to like edit some stuff to make him nicer, which makes you wonder what the what that version of the film was and not to say he's like a total monster in this movie, but he's like, it's like, it gets to the point where you're just like, what is happening? And, and they have Marge, like, again, they give Marge an arc as well in a sense, um, where she's actually like starting to call him out on this shit, uh, which is the right thing in this, in this instance. But I feel like he doesn't respond to it until way too late. Yeah. You're, you know, it's not until, it's not until she literally leaves him, with the kids that he's like, oops. (laughs) I understand why they wanted to get there to that moment, because that is the James L. Brooks moment. Yeah. And I still think that's the highlight of the movie. It a thousand percent is I have, um, it might be the best acting Julie Kavner's ever done. Yeah. And it's also, it's also like her voice sounds so weird. (laughs) It sounds so defeated and and apparently it's because they made them redo uh a lot of scenes in the in the recording booth a lot like to the point where it was like destroying their voices so because i remember when i saw it in theaters i'm like she sounds like rough like what's going on and at first i was like maybe it's just like her doing like an emotional thing um and i think that's part of it obviously but Mm -hmm. i also think that she was literally like her voice was literally like getting destroyed because it's a hard voice to do anyway for her. Yep. Uh, not as bad as the the twins, but um, yeah. So it's a it's a it's a good moment. It's the part of the movie I remember the most because I'm like, this is what I wanted from the show is more stuff that's actually like getting to their hearts and like being honest and vulnerable and emotional and not just being like, ah, well, it's crazy. We're wacky now. And then Shabba-dum. they follow it up with the worst part of the movie. Is that the, which part specifically? The mouth breathing part. Oh, right. The throat the, singing. Yeah, throat singing. Yeah. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of contenders for worst part of the movie, but, uh, but that's up there. Um, for me, it's just how it's followed up, because the movie gives you the, it sets itself up for a true second act, Dark Knight of the Soul thing where like you actually can start to feel that these people that these animated characters are real because homer is brokenhearted and they do a decent job of animating it into the in the most obvious way possible on the broken piece of ice but the the idea of it and like just sticking with it it is the problem of the show past the golden years is that it doesn't know how to how 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 to let a uh, an emotion lie there? Well, and I I also feel like it's a weird choice to have the video not be the thing that spurs him into action. You know, it it, it 
yeah, the like they, they his, have his that whole moment. spiritual journey is a is a waste of time. Yeah, like they have that moment, and it it to me it makes sense. The Homer, the character, would be like, "I fucked up. Yep, I need to go and save Springfield. I need to do this for me, for my family." Um, but instead, he's just like, "Oh, I'm sad now. I'm gonna go I float s- on some ice." <laughs> he still doesn't get it. Yeah, and he needs uh, this random uh, Tress McNeil character to. Uh, to like to give him an epiphany, but also like it's really like I don't know, I find really tone deaf with like the like he calls her boob lady, yeah, and the then she like uses is... her boobs to like point, and it's like what is the what is the joke here? Like you know like why is spiritual old women have large breasts? That's not the joke. That's it's... like just a silly like a... again tone deaf observation. That's kind of insulting really like and, and it all seems like an excuse to get to this um interesting interestingly animated vision quest that he the goes vision on quest, yeah yeah um it, it but it all seems like that excuse like it's just an excuse to get there yeah and you know like what just have him just have him fall asleep yep <laughs> like you can get there without doing that yep we've seen it we've seen him we've seen dream sequences in the show and they're great they are he does it like while he's awake sometimes. Land of most, Chocolate, come on. Most of the time he does it while he's awake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. So here's, um, can I tell you my take on Homer? Yeah, of course. In 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 this in this particular movie and what they are handed in this movie. Because they're working with uh, 2007 era Simpsons yeah. right now. And there's nothing you can really do about that. And the Homer we are presented with at the beginning of this movie is the 2007 era Homer. He is full jerk ass mm-hmm. from his, from the moment they walk into church and he is immediately off putting. Well, not even the moment they walk into church and the, 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 the moment he points at the screen and says, you're a sucker for yep. being here. Yep. Um, like, okay, so this is our main protagonist. No, like no ifs, ands or buts about it. Homer is the protagonist of this film. And I feel like the movie is begrudgingly inheriting this tone from the television show and is doing its best at points to soften him again. And that's the the character arc of this movie is like, here we have Homer in season 15. Let's try and get him to who he was in season three. And they fail. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And it's weird because they, like, they brought all these other writers back. I mean, some of them were still working on the show at the time, but some of them weren't. And I just wonder, like, at what, at what point any of them were like, why is Homer so mean? <laughs> like, you know, it's just weird to think that none of that, everyone's kind of like bought into this like transition into just being a straight up asshole instead of just like kind of a dud doofus, you know, who doesn't really understand how things work in some ways, you know? Um, Cause he would never, he would never in the earlier seasons, like just loudly proclaim how much he hates church as, as he's walking up to church. No, He'd the do worst that he would home. do. Yeah. The worst he would do is fall asleep and knock his head on the pew and shout, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Which anybody can get behind because that yeah. will hurt. Yeah, of course. Damn it. Now, the the movie itself does put jerk ass Homer on trial a little bit after they escape. Well, his, here's his the family thing. Does. I think they 
I think the like the whole again, the kind of the crux of the movie is putting jerk ass Homer on trial, but not resolving in an interesting way. No. Um, like, again, his his call to action is after Marge leaves that video and he goes on a vision quest. And then even to even up to that point, he just, you know, he goes to uh, to save Springfield and then there's no real like. How does it end again? <laughs> I'm actually trying uh, to remember. After he throws he the bomb out. The, the, he drives the bomb around the dome with yeah, the it motorcycle, out. throws it out. The whole explodes. thing explodes and crashes down. And Cargill then, does something, doesn't he? Cargill tries to kill them with a shotgun, but right. fails. Ma- Maggie's, Maggie throws a rock on Cargill's head. That's the one. And then the very end of the movie is them building the house again. Building right. their... West, uh, their uh, <laughs> Evergreen Terrace house, and he stabs himself with a nail and starts running around, and that's the end. Yeah, like you know, I really didn't. That that's what that's what I, like, I couldn't remember exactly what happened, but I remember being very unsatisfied with his conclusion. Like, sure, he he does the call to action, comes back and saves the town, but there's no kind of like denouement where he's like, I realize what's truly important to me. Well, you know, whatever. I, you know, I'm sorry for being this way. I'm sorry to the whole town for putting you in danger. Uh, I'm sorry to that man who got, you know, killed by crushed, crushed by the dome. You know, like his family should have been there and like in tears. Uh, <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like he just needed something. He needed to apologize. Rather than just becoming an, a cartoon character again. Yeah. He actually needed a moment of self-reflection. Because otherwise the whole uh, point of putting jerk ass homer on trial is a moot point because it's again it's like returning to status quo and that that's you know acceptable for a tv show i guess like i won't like it but it's like i understand it but for a movie like it's a go movie. through an arc yeah it's a movie movies are not television and like the thing is james l brooks should know this better than anybody because he was really good at both now can you imagine can you imagine if the if the Matrix movie, like the end of the Matrix, instead of that phone call and then flying off into the screen, it's just him back at his computer hacking again? That's what we get in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like it would be I, I, like think of any yeah. other movie where a character goes through an arc and like just imagine that character being back where they were at the beginning of the movie at the end of the movie. And, and it's you're a bad walking, movie. <laughs> yeah, you're walking out of the out of the movie theater. And you're not infuriated? Yeah, exactly. The reason we watch movies is to watch stories. Mm-hmm. And we watch people change mm-hmm. through them. Doesn't matter if they're live action or animated. Doesn't matter if they're a normal person or the chosen one. We want to see them change in some way. And this is very, very important for Can you imagine if Spider-Man, at the end of Spider-Man, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man? Yep. He rejects Mary Jane and then goes and wrestles again and like become and it's like a montage at the end. It's like, ah, new best wrestler in the world making millions of dollars. He lives in a mansion. Yeah, he just gave up everything he learned. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, fuck it. I'm going to go wrestle his, again. He took his first lesson and that was he's a good <laughs> yeah. wrestler. Yeah, exactly. Nothing more. He's like, I need to go defeat Bonesaw McGraw. I need my revenge. <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I could I'm sure I could come up with many other examples, but that's what this movie feels like. It feels like a wasted 
uh, story in that sense. And, when and you just have for a, the sake of being grand, like it's it's a grand story, and that's the only way it feels like a movie. Yeah. Otherwise, it just feels like an episode of the show. One of the things that they when well when you have a when you have a protagonist who is the central protagonist of your movie, um, from beginning to end, you 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 have to have a change in that protagonist. Yeah. And one of the things that this movie misses out on, maybe the most, is allowing the people of Springfield to get their moment. This movie isn't about the Simpsons because the Simpsons is just as about the town of Springfield as it is about the Simpsons themselves. And having them have, having, having the, the, the characters of, of Springfield so sidelined in the movie is one of the biggest detriments because every single time they cut back to the town of Springfield, the joke isn't funny. Yeah. It, and there, it's, there isn't a funny one. And it's because they, again, like this is a, a, a day one kind of problem. It's because it's Homer versus the, the town mm-hmm. instead of the family and the town banding together in some way um, to over, overcome this, uh, this hardship. Like, can you imagine how interesting, more interesting it would be if the, the whole dome subplot still happening, but everyone's trapped in there. Homer and the family don't escape. Uh, everyone's still trapped in there and they have to learn to work together and you can have so many fun things about different characters and you can do like goofy callbacks to shit from the show. You know, that's the kind of thing. If you're doing a, a movie of a TV show that's been on for 14 years or however long it's been on at this point, like, I don't care if it's cheesy. Have some fucking callbacks, <laughs> have some references to stuff that happened in the show. Like, that's fun. Except I like that. I'm like, going to see the fan. I'm, I'm going to see as a fan. I want to see, yeah. you know, you want more than one callback. Yeah. What, what's the callback? The gorge. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> the whole gorge sequence and the fact that the ambulance is still crashed into the tree. Oh, right. Behind yeah. them. I missed that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I've noticed it this time and I was like, huh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been um, great if the movie was about the Simpsons and Springfield. It doesn't, like, I think the, the fundamental flaw of the writer's room thinking is that the story had to be grand. Yeah. Cause also it would be really cool to get a whole bunch of the voice actors, uh, like celebrity voice actors back for the characters that they played, yep. you know, have, have Jessica Lovejoy have a line, like get Meryl Streep in for one line, you know, they, they could have done it. They you could have done it so easily to get like all these people back and just have them just show up. And like, it's fun. You know, even the, the, the small appearance of like uh, fat Tony and, you know, who's a more regular character than than some of these major guest stars. But it's still just like having little things like that makes keeps the, the city feeling as alive as it does uh, throughout the series. And it doesn't feel as alive this time, partly because we leave it so quickly, um, but also partly because it is, you know, there's some of the actually some of my favorite parts are like uh, the, the Mr. Burns, uh, like the cut to Mr. Burns, you know. Stuff like that, where it's like, again, it's feeling like it's alive. They're there to plead with Mr. Burns because um, he that's wouldn't a, be in the mob. You know, no. like he'd be just having a good time. <laughs> that's a good moment. And I keep thinking, I'm like, gosh, you know, who shot Mr. Burns is a better movie. Yeah, 100 percent. It's a much better movie. <laughs> it brings the it brings the, the, the town into focus. And this movie tries to bring the town into focus as as a means of like putting it in danger. 
but it doesn't bring it into focus in terms of giving any of the characters any just uh, good uh, do any do. Because in in Who Shot Mr. Burns, uh, the plan is very similar to the dome. It does put the town in danger because it's a sun blocking machine, right? Yeah, you need the sun. He, he yeah, uh, it's uh, nice. For, Keeps us for, alive. As long as humankind has existed, they have longed <laughs> to block out the sun. Um, uh. and <sighs> destroy the sun. Sorry. <laughs> that's right. Um, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> destroy yeah. the sun. <laughs> not block it out go one go one better destroy it i'll do, I'll do one better yeah um and it, it turns out to not be that it's like the, the the best part about who shot mr burns is that the block sun blocking thing is just a MacGuffin to to make people hate him he never actually does it really and it never really actually the the, the thing is he gets shot it's a murder mystery yeah and murder mysteries by their very nature are not grand yeah and Ah oh, man, there's just so many things that you can that you could do with the town. Like it would be such a great uh, idea to bring back those celebrity guest stars for a line or two, and just they had they clearly had the money. They had all the money Fox was willing to throw at this thing, and it made all a, the money. They had a bunch of planned uh, guest stars as well, and that's a lot what of those I'm saying. Just, with all of this, a, a lot stuff of those scenes just cut. got cut. Yeah. yeah. It's it's in like mini driver was, was in a waste. scene at one point. I think there's some others, but uh, Tom Aaron, Hanks is the only one that that stayed. I read Aaron Brockovich was supposed oh, to yeah. be in it. Yeah, the real Aaron Brockovich, yeah. not Julia Roberts playing her, uh, which you know weird might confuse some people. Um, it's like there, and that's like a six years too late type thing. <laughs> yeah, is there a? Can you think of a a movie? Uh, that is a TV show. So not like a movie based on a TV show because you have like the Flintstones, you have this like stuff like that, that were kind of duds. But can you think of a movie that was like, like this, where it was like the TV show as a movie that you really liked? The only one that jumps out in my head is South Park. <laughs> oh, South Park is a, is the example of, of this, like a long running television show jumping into the big screen and nailing it and then going back to its roots and sticking around. However, I mean, like, like there's a television show and then there's a movie based on the television show. Are we talking about those as well? Um, cause like, I love serenity. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that counts. Yeah. That's, that that's, yeah. that's what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. then yeah. Serenity fucking rules. It's one of my serenity favorite movies. Yeah. Um, uh, I thought it was better than A New Hope for a long, long time. I think I still do. I think it's... it's. I mean, it came... I mean, my thing is it came out the same year as Return, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And I remember being like, this is a better Star Wars movie than Revenge of the Sith. Which, Much like, better Star yeah, Wars obviously. movie. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I think it's a it's a fantastic uh, space space film. So, space, yeah. space film, yeah. It's great. And I watched that movie without even knowing that Firefly existed when I first saw it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it just was like, oh, this is so cool. Look at this world. Did you ever it's go Western back and watch space. Firefly? I mean, I watched some of it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I was like, none of this is as good as Serenity, so I'm just going to watch Serenity. <laughs> I mean, fair. There's some There's some really good episodes, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen, like, yeah. the train episode is great. Um, Serenity. It's a fun one. The, the like, episode. The, uh, the, the, the pilot is called, great. Or, like, there's one where, like, basically, uh, and it only works as a great TV show or TV episode if you know the show. So don't just watch this episode if, if you're like wondering, but it's uh, where like they're the ship is like kind of 
going down. Oh, dead in the water. Yeah, I've seen that one. It's great. Is it called dead? I thought it was called. No, Breath I know, but the, the but that's what like the ship's dead in the water, and it's like oh, gotcha, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. And then it's it's him. Mal's going down with the ship, and he's reminiscing about how he met everybody, and it's it's just it's a masterclass in in uh, that kind of writing, which I I usually really like. His like origin story bullshit. It's, <laughs> it's tough. It's tough yeah. to do that naturally. And yeah. man, that that episode rules. Yeah. Um, I'm trying. I'm, I'm actually looking at some lists of TV shows. I mean, there's. The Futurama movies. <laughs> uh, that's, I don't know they, if I count those. <laughs> you can't because they just consider them the fourth, the like the fifth season. Yeah, and they're they're point. clearly episodes broken up in or uh, you know four episodes put into a movie format. Yeah, um, and none and of they them were in theaters, and they're yeah they're not good. Um, <laughs> uh, not a great season of television if that's how you're. I mean, I really like the Chipmunks movie. It's like the Chipmunks Adventure. Do you ever see that one? What about Chipwrecked? No. <laughs> that's different. Those, that's like a reboot of... That's what I mean. Like, I'm not talking about shows that are like re-adaptations of the TV show. I'm talking about shows that are in theoretically in the canon of the TV show. Oh, I get you now. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, like, the Simpsons movie isn't like a reimagining of the show. Yeah. It's... This This happens in the continuity. Yeah, we went to the big screen, then now yeah. we're back to the small... Got it. Yeah. Got so it. Chipmunks, Chipmunks Adventure was that. It was the cartoon put into a wide. It's they go on a balloon race around the world, and okay. I just I watched a lot as a kid, and I really like it. Return of Jafar. It's really silly. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> nope. <laughs> You're going the wrong way again. It's, it's just, uh, I came it's up the, with a theory actually. Um, by the way, check out Patreon. We're doing Aladdin commentaries. That's right. Um, <laughs> I came up with a theory that uh, Return of Jafar is the uh, premiere of. The, the 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 TV show and Prince of Thieves is the finale. King of Thieves, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. How's that work? Sure, sweet. <laughs> Confirmed. Works for me. You heard it here first. Um, Mr. Bean. Oh, There's all of the Bean, Bean movies. Yeah, yeah, Bean Bean, and then Bean, Mr. Bean's Holiday. Yeah, those are those are fun movies, and it's like it, again, it's like it's. I mean, the British it's using the love them. I love Mr. Bean so much. Like he's so great. Have you watched Mr. Bean recently? No, I have never watched Mr. Bean. I've never found watched him Mr. Irritating. Bean. Oh my god, he's so funny. When I was a kid and I watched it, I was like, "Why isn't he talking?" <laughs> so clearly, I didn't get it. Yeah, well, <laughs> you just clearly you didn't you didn't have a producer's mind to know that that's uh, that's international gold, baby. Oh yeah. Yeah, you don't need a, to translate that shit. That's a very good point. Yeah, that's why. They, I mean, that's why they did it. <laughs> that guy like, plays we can sell as well in China as he does in England. That's right. Um, and he's oh, I goes oh, 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 Mr. Mouse. He's great. I love Mr. Bean. He's my best friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon the movie. What was that one? Oh God, Mewtwo's Revenge. Yeah, yeah, I saw that one. Um. I was I was really really stoked for that movie, mostly because I loved Pokemon, mm-hmm. as most of us did at the time. I was a Pokemon Red guy. I always started with Charmander. Um, I was blue, baby. That's why I we always start with well. Squirtle. Yeah, huh? I could have got I I could have traded you for a Taurus or something. Or I guess green was the was the actual like 
Well, no, it was red and blue for was, us. Yeah, red, blue. Pokemon. I think in blue. Japan it was it was red and green, and that's why when they re- re-released it, it was like fire red and leaf green or whatever. It's weird. I, the Pokemon games have a weird history, but anyway, yeah, yeah I had I've had leaf green, but I always uh, chose Squirtle as my as my starter. We got to be part of the squad. Yeah, the the water ones are always my favorites. Yeah, I just Ottawat because he's an otter. I I love Charizard when he became the big dragon because I was super into the Hobbit at the time. It's pretty cool. Still pretty. I will say I see. I I always chose my Pokemon based on their their initial looks. Oh, yeah. And and often was disappointed with their final looks. Because, yeah, I think as a kid, I love dragons. I didn't I wasn't even into The Hobbit or like that. But I was just like dragons rule. Dragons Rain of fire. Rule. Best movie ever into those two for me. <laughs> yeah, that movie's great. <laughs> but so I was like, man, Charizard's got like the coolest uh, like end evolution of those. But I always just loved Squirtle. God, they made that movie. Which one? That movie exists. Rain of Fire. Pokemon or Rain of Fire? Rain, Rain of, Fire. of Fire. We should count ourselves so lucky that we have a movie that's basically Mad Max with dragons. Yeah. Like, I you don't know, I care. I probably haven't seen it since that year. I watched it like so much that year and then I just didn't watch it. And I was just like, no, it's a great movie. I don't care. I don't need to watch it. I want to rewatch it. It doesn't matter that it's not good. What matters is it exists. And yep. they did it. And Christian Bale and Matthew McConaughey are in it. Huge they stars. Sure they, McCon- this was like McConaughey post like uh, Days and Confused, like that kind of era and pre rom-com era. Yep. And he's unrecognizable. Yeah. <laughs> he's bald, giant beard, and he's cool. He's very cool. <laughs> like it's the kind of thing you'd think he'd do in the McConaissance. Yeah, but, one of uh, the great death scenes in movie history. Uh, spoilers. Um <laughs> It's, I think it's kind of, it's even kind of in the trailer, which is great. <laughs> uh, dragons, they're cool. Yeah, they're cool. Um, yeah, I'm not really seeing, there's a lot, like a lot of uh, cartoons would do this format, would yeah. make a movie out of the cartoon. Transformers. Um, Transformers, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's not a lot of TV shows. Dude, Optimus Prime will... dies. Spoilers. <laughs> In the first 10 minutes. <laughs> Good spoiling all these deaths. Of that movie. McConaughey. Prime. Prime. <laughs> What's his name in that movie? I have to find out. Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's probably like. Denton Van Zan. Damn. That's so much better than anything I could have ever made up. Well done, writers. <laughs> Christian Bale's character is named Quinn Abercrombie. This movie has, that movie has like a has like a postman feel. You know what I mean? Oh shit! Gerard Butler's in that too. He sure is. Yeah. Pre three. I gotta rewatch that. I'm gonna That's be probably f- really disappointed, but it's oh be cool. yeah, oh yeah. Um, but at the same time, Bale is giving it his all. Yeah, he is. You really see why he turns into a big movie star in that movie? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was like, I, I think that's when I noted who Christian Bale was. Uh, I watched Newsies a lot as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Sean which Leonard. He, which he is in and he sings is in. Robert Sean Leonard? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yep. <laughs> make, make, making sure. Yeah, no, 100% it is. Because uh, I was like, oh, like when I saw him in fucking House, I'm yeah. like, hey, it's a kid from Newsies. <laughs> 
<laughs> and Dead Poet Society. Yeah. Well, and that's that's the thing that most people would have known him from. But I was like, no, Newsies, come on. <laughs> Newsies, uh, but anyway, like Christian Bale, I knew from Newsies. And then when I saw Rain of Fire, I'm like, this guy's awesome. Who is he? And I'm like, oh, it's it's Cowboy from Newsies. <laughs> now is the time to seize the day. Seize the day. Don't be afraid and don't delay. Nothing can break us. Okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I could probably sing that whole song. Um, where were we? Oh, yeah. TV shows based on movies. Anyway, the the long and short of why I kind of brought that up is I feel like they usually are not great. Right? Like, yeah. I don't I, I don't think TV shows based on movies that are in the continuity of the of the or sorry, movies based on TV shows that are not in the continuity that are in the continuity. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> are usually not very good because again they just they they focus on being grand because it's on the big screen and they don't focus on making a good story there's like what can be like the 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 crazy out of this world thing that happens to our heroes um and i'm i'm fine with going grand like there's nothing wrong with that again i think for the simpsons though grand to me is the size of their roster like the the amount of characters they have and the amount of guest stars they've had over the years. And that's why I think it would have been way more interesting if they just brought a lot of those back and just made it like a celebration of the show. Uh, still have a, like a good story. Like, don't just make it a parade of, <laughs> of characters. But that's why, like, even with this story that they've chosen, where like the, the town is trapped, like that gives you such ammunition to do that kind of thing. Um, some of my favorite parts of the movie are little side bits with, like I said, like the Mr. Burns thing, I think is pretty funny. Uh, a lot of the Wiggum stuff is really funny to me. Um, but they don't have enough of them. <laughs> it's one of the reasons why I think the skateboard through town is actually kind of good, because it gives other people in the city a chance to be in the movie and react, and you're like, oh... This you might not be a fan of the joke, but at least everyone watching it is clicking. I like that sequence until they show his dick. Yeah, I don't get it. I'm like, why'd you do that? I, What's I, funny about that? I just don't care, honestly. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. I don't like it. It I don't bothers hate it. me. It just because uh, <laughs> it's, it's just it's just weird to me. It's yeah. just weird that they're like, okay, and then we want to show his little penis. I think the funnier joke is that something is constantly covering it. Yes. I think it's Austin Powers gag. Yeah. I think that's a very funny funny gag, especially because it's animated and you can do so many things to do that. Like it's, it's, it's it's actually kind of brilliant up until they show it. That's what I mean. I love that sequence until that. And then I'm just like, Oh weird. And then I'm like taking a, taking a back and I'm like, what was the point of that? I don't see any reason to do that because the joke was funny until that. And then it's even funny after that when he flies into the window and, and Flanders says penis. I think that's funny. It is funny, and it would be funnier if you didn't see it. Yeah. Right? Because you don't see it again. He's, he's holding the fry up, and that's funny. Yeah, that's good. It's funny when things cover up dicks, guys. <laughs> Austin Powers taught us that. <laughs> I mean, Bart calls it his doodle, right? Uh-huh. And... Flanders in the series said, homie, I can see your doodle. So mm-hmm. maybe that's a reference. Sure. To the, to the series. <laughs> I'm just trying to give this movie but a like little that's, bit of credit, I guess. <laughs> But even that, like, that doesn't, 
that still doesn't it's not a good explain reference. why they're showing it. No, 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 no. You know, like that's fine. That's fine when he says that. He's like, oh, but they'll see my doodle. And the and and the the Simpsons television show has a history of doing that sort of thing, where yeah. it's just like the conveniently placed. Even in Natural Born Kissers, which I don't think is a great episode, but it does have some really funny moments, specifically the sawing log part. Yeah, when they're it's basically when they're when they're, they're doing naked. this gag. They're doing yeah. this gag. They're yeah. doing the whole gag, and it's been <clears throat> happening for a long, 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 long time. And it's a funny yeah. gag. It's funny. I like it. Yeah, but it's just weird that it, even the music like builds up to it, and then has like a brown, you know, kind of like end riff. Yeah, and it shows us shows it shows it. It's silly, guys. It's it's silly. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand it. It's hard to that went through so many people, and they all agreed. So yes, many. this is what we want to put on our big screen film. Yeah. Um. Very quickly, uh, the the movie opens. It actually opens with itching scratchy. Yes, it does. Which I think is a good choice. Very. Um. However, immediately it's clear that they had to be more careful with censorship because there's no blood. Oh, that's right. Well, you do see his innards when he explodes a little bit, yeah. but nowhere near innards the amount. are different than blood. I mean, you know, the, the whole thing about up uh, Pixar's up, right? Clearly, I don't. OK, <laughs> just in relation to blood, there's a part where early on where Carl like hits the guy on the head with his cane and it draws a little bit of blood. And like that was, I think, enough to give it a PG PG rating or something. I don't There's something about like just that small amount. Okay. And I think they they were like, uh, you know, they were pressured to get rid of it. Basically, they're like, we can't see blood in this movie. Mm. So like blood, blood is is uh, one of those weird things that the MPAA hates. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here and yeah. say MPAA bad. Yes. Okay. See the movie. This film is not yet rated. Uh, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. It's, there's, it's like, it's like it, a small like, group of people, yeah. like old people who decide ratings on movies and control the fate of many films, box office successes. Yep. And based on that, it also main, means basically a lot of film is dictated by this small group of people who meet secretly in a dark room and say, I don't like when when people have sex. Let's make sure there's no sex. It's okay if a man is having sex, but if a woman is, oh. We can show a male orgasm. We can never show a female orgasm. Yep. Uh, lesbian, like any any lesbianism, uh, immediately gives it an R, R rating. Yep. But like, you know, homosexual. I guess actually probably homosexual as well. Uh, any homosexual, but specifically... Heterosexual sex is less uh, damning than gay sex. Mm-hmm. MPA is bad. Yep, it's bad. It's, it's bad, bad system. For, it's bad for culture. Bad for art. Bad for culture. Bad for creators. Bad for society. Yep. But yeah, that's this something I noticed because like they're not dealing with Fox sensors anymore, which are you know their own thing. But clearly, Fox sensors don't give a shit about blood because that happens all the time in the show. Yep. But they're dealing with MPAA now, so they have to. Not, <clears throat> excuse me, not have. Uh, scratchy bleed at all when he gets stabbed multiple times by a flag i wonder if it's um i wonder if it's i wonder if it's uh more stringent because it's because it's animated and like if you show if if you were to show blood the, like the way they would do it 
in the show on Inichi and Scratchy than because it's animated and by that default, the uh, skeletons at the MPAA would think that more children are likely to see it. They would be more likely to R-rate it. Right. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. Which I would be super into if the Simpsons, because like they are clearly with the like with Homer flipping everyone the bird, um, and with uh, with Bart in seeing seeing Bart's dick is like <laughs> is like you're clearly like dancing around it. Yeah, like you, I I would have more respect for that for for that joke if they if they went for the R rating and gave us something that we couldn't see on television. Yeah, totally. That's why South Park is really great. Because <laughs> <laughs> they just went for it. Yeah. And South Park also did the really, really um, well-advised thing of being a musical. Yes. Almost like that's... Well, yeah, a- like it's, it's, it's kind of crazy that they apparently had this a musical for a while and then got rid of it. Because ask most people some of their favorite things about golden age Simpsons. It's the songs. Yep. There's so many great songs that people know. Like I, I guarantee a lot of people know the monorail song without ever seeing that episode. Yep. You can close down Moe's or the quickie Mart, and nobody would care. We do. We do. Like those are the three great songs right there. Yeah. And if they made it a musical and they had this, those writers who wrote those songs, it could have been great. Yep. Could have been a lot of fun. Like sure even with a with a poor plot, it could have been a lot more fun because you've just been like, these musical numbers are so much fun. Yeah. But instead, it's just we're, we we have to focus in on the plot because there's no fun musicals, musical numbers. And musical numbers also give you the. Uh, it's one of the reasons we were talking about the, the the reasons like the Disney Renaissance films work so incredibly well is well they're set up like Broadway musicals, but also. It gives you an excuse to stretch your animation muscles. Yes. Without having to be fan- uh, beholden to fantasy sequences or dreams or anything like that. Yeah. Like the the monorail song has that great like music man ending, right? Where they're all marching together. Yeah. And like that's the kind of thing you could do and no one would be like, "Uh, that's unrealistic if it's happening in a musical number." <laughs> yeah. Cuz musical like, numbers they're, they're are gonna... inherently fantastical. Like just the, the mob song in uh, Beauty and the Beast, they they could just do that again. Yep. <laughs> when the mob is coming in this movie. Yep. They sure could. Not that exact song. Kill but, the Simpsons. Know, like that idea. Right that. Yeah. Kill the Simpsons. Yeah. String them up. Like it's murder them. Like it's a it's it seems so obvious. <clears throat> it does. It's a it's a shame. Yeah. That they didn't see it that way. That they aren't as smart as us. Let me say that. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> I don't know, man. Should we write a Simpsons movie? <laughs> oh no, absolutely not. <laughs> no, that looks um, hard. They are working on a sequel, apparently. Yeah, yeah, I read that. But that's been, you know, again, that's been in the works for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 2018 was the last update, and they just said it's in active development. So who knows? That was before uh, the buy. I believe, uh, or was it? Was it a right around it? It was near it. But I think that uh, Graining also said that he is pretty sure Disney's going to push for a movie 
another movie. They'd be um, they'd be kind of silly not to. And with Disney at the helm, it probably would be a musical, but it also won't feel like The Simpsons. Yeah, which this movie doesn't feel like The Simpsons. This either. doesn't either. So, The Simpsons is its own thing now. Nothing feels like it anymore. Yeah. Um, but also the uh, um. What was it called? The man who could who could came to be dinner or whatever that yeah. episode that we did on the Patreon. Yeah, that was originally going to be that was so that was like post the first movie. Now they're in that process again where they're like, oh, here's a story idea we could do for another movie. The alien one. Yeah, where they they get kidnapped by Kang and Kodos, and the reason they kind of scrapped it as a movie is they they didn't think audiences would like uh what would seem to be out of canon. And also that it ends with a memory erasure. So they made it an episode instead. Wow. <laughs> it still has those problems. Just <laughs> so much respect for your audience. <laughs> it's like, ah, this is probably not a good idea. Fuck it. We'll make it an episode. instead. Yeah, just make an episode. We need to do 25 again, right? Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, Greg. Yeah. What's your favorite joke in the movie? Okay. <laughs> my favorite joke in this film is oh, it's probably when uh lisa meets up with meets colin for the first time and her inner monologue reaction to it um for once in your life act cool be cool yeah, yeah. and then he talks to her and she just starts laughing and <laughs> just passes out i think it's very funny i think it's very lisa i think uh lisa's character is actually pretty good throughout this movie, yeah. um, as well as Marge. Uh, I think Marge acquits herself pretty well throughout this movie. Um, you know what the whole family does other than Homer? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, they do. They're fine. <laughs> I just, they're not memorable enough for me. Um, no, that, and that's except the for Marge. Marge. Marge and Homer are the only memorable ones of the family. Yeah. And uh, I like Marge. I don't like Homer. So yeah, that is the problem. I feel like Bart um, is acting within character. Well, we didn't even touch part. on the like the weird like subplot of him wanting to be Flanders' son, which should have like if you were gonna do that, this needed to happen in season four. Well, it also needed to happen run. earlier in like it's weird that they're getting along super well right at the top. Yeah, they're daring each other. They're he's laughing at Homer's antics, and then it's not until. Uh, what is the what is the thing that? It's just like him tucking him into bed or something. There's something that basically like breaks the camel's back where Bart is like, "Oh, Ned's actually nice." Oh yeah, not, not I, like my dad. I can't remember. Well, there, like, there's the moment where he, oh, man, but it's, it's, it's forgotten so messy. about for so long. It's almost like well, it's just so messy because I I can't remember what at what point he's like, "Oh, Ned's a nice guy." Oh right, it's when he gets he gets arrested. Because oh, he drove yeah. through the town. Uh, and then he Homer's like, I'm going to go in and eat first or something. He's like, can't just leave me here. And then Ned uh, is really nice to his sons. And he's like, oh, that's what a father's like. And it's like, where is this coming from? <laughs> like, you've known this for years. You've known Ned is good to his kids and loves them. And like your relationship with Homer is different than that. And like it, it might have worked if it's if the whole movie started with that idea rather than have them like getting along for so long. And then suddenly he's just like, Oh, dad's mean. Like if it was just like Bart starting to get like fed up with his antics again, like the whole jerk ass Homer on trial thing. Um, and then instead of being like, 
oh, Ned's nice to his kids. That's what a father's like, just striking up a friendship with him. And that like they make it so overt, right? Like, I don't like how overt it is about like, oh, I wish Ned was my dad. Like to the point where in Alaska, where he's like showing him the picture and he's like, he outright says it. He's like, I wish Ned Flanders was my father. You know, like if it was literally just him, here's okay. Here's an example (laughs) that I just thought of that is um, not the exact same, but it's that idea. Uh, The movie Hook. Yeah. Right. Uh, Jack, the, the young boy, uh, doesn't like his father throughout the throughout the first chunk of the film. Uh, he doesn't think he's a good father. He's too busy with work. It's that classic father trope. Um, and when he meets Captain Hook, he's like he develops a father son relationship. But he's never like, man, I wish you were my father. You know, it's never overt like that. It's just like it's implied to the audience. The audience understands this is a father son relationship that he's he's filling a need that he's not getting from his true father. And then his father, Peter Pan, um, discovers what he needs to be, like how he needs to be a father. And that's the that's the the arc that we get to see. And it's nice. And that's basically the arc of every Spielberg movie. He's very good at that. (laughs) But in this, like they're trying to do something similar, but it's just again, it's too like blatant. It'd be so much more interesting if he just started having a friendship with Ned where Ned was just like, Oh, you can come out fishing with me and my boys or something, you know? And then through that Bart starts to like develop that bond and Homer recognizes that. And he, again, this is another thing where it needed to be. He sees Marge isn't, doesn't believe in him anymore. Bart doesn't think he's a good father. You know, maybe there's something with Lisa too. I don't know, but he needed like those core relationships to be like the thing that Homer realizes he's, he needs to fix mm-hmm. and he is called to action through that. Rather than just being like, I want a vision quest and the boob lady told me to go. <laughs> um, because, yeah, the, the, the Flanders thing is dropped uh, once they leave town, obviously. Uh, he mentions it while they're in Alaska. But then and then once they get back, it's like, oh, Ned, you're nice. And he's like, go to your dad, Bart. <laughs> It's so weird. It's, it's so poorly weird. done. Yeah, it's very weird. And you, I think messy is the best descriptor that yeah. you use for it. Just just straight up. And Lisa's subplot is, again, nothing. It's, it's just, a nothing, yeah. It's a reason for her to be sad about leaving Springfield. I think My boyfriend's there. I think what works for me is how the family members, other than Homer, are portrayed in those moments. Because I think, I think they actually work, and I think... Yeah, I do think uh, Lisa works because I find her so very charming when she's being a kid. Sure. Um, And I do think Bart works for the most part because he does resemble Bart. He is, his character in the movie resembles, resembles classic Bart in, in some way, shape or form. In fact, I think that's the, one of the biggest problems is that three out of the four speaking members of the family resemble their classic characters. Yeah. Whereas Homer does not. They should have just made this, like they should have just taken that Spielberg idea, like make Russ Cargill, the weird new father figure, make it the villain. Then Homer has a real, like even bigger push to like, and then you don't have to do a stupid joke at the end where it's like, we've never met before, but I've been the villain. And <laughs> right. Now, yeah. Let's have a personal moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hello, I'm the villain. So you, we must face off. Yeah. Which is a little uh, Do you think, that's, do you think if Russ Cargill, so my understanding is 
they initially were thinking of having Hank Scorpio return, not mm-hmm. necessarily be the main villain. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they actually had the Russ Cargill character mostly written as well. Um, and it's there's kind of conflicting reports that I read, but like some of them say they brought Albert Brooks in. It was he was going to play Scorpio. He was going to be the villain. Some of them say Russ Cargill was already written as the villain. And once they realized they couldn't find a good place for Scorpio, they just had Brooks voice Cargill. But but my question to you is, do you think if Scorpio was like took over the role of Cargill, if it would have been a better movie? No, no, no. I think they would have uh, hamstrung themselves by writing it too much. Yeah, fair enough. So I think it would have. I, I just think it would have been the, the exact same thing. I don't think they would have trusted the formula. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think, I guess my thought is if they had Scorpio as the villain, I think the plot would be different. Well, our, well, that's the, because, that's because the, that's, again, that's, like that's the Homer question, has a, right? Is Homer the plot has a history different? with him. Is the plot yeah. different or is it not, right? If it's the same plot, then no, I don't think the movie's better. If right, it's fair, a, that's fair. If it's a different plot, then maybe. Like, Homer has a history with that character, so what if, and, like, this is me spitballing off the top of my dome, but what if... The the plot is happening because Homer like teams up with Scorpio. Like Scorpio comes into town with some kind of diabolical scheme, and Homer teams up with him because he's like, "Oh, it's you know my old boss who I like," and kind of unknowingly curses the town. Right. Well, that's how you get it. That's how you get it done. Yeah. Is you get you get Homer do, doing it without realizing he's helping the vil- the villain. But he's he also see him as a villain. he's also he also needs to excel at that. Yes. He's excelling at dooming the town while thinking he's doing something else. Yeah. And then he has to turn on him at the end um, to, to save the town, realize that he's, he needs to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even though it's the same as you only move twice, even though he's doing well at it. Yes. It's like this always yeah, exactly. happens. It yeah. always happens. The but this time, he- instead of just leaving his job and letting Scorpio continue, in this case, he's like, I need to stop Scorpio. That's interesting. That's an interesting plot. It is an interesting plot. It might, like, make the... Like, I love the ending of He Only Moved Twice, obviously, uh, and how he's just still oblivious to the fact that he was working for a supervillain. It it might, like, take away from that a little bit, because, you know, in the continuity, he eventually does realize the supervillain and, excuse me, turn on him. But that's a cool movie plot, I think. Yep. Because also, Scorpio is, is a cool character, and I think they... You never know, but I think maybe they would have let Brooks go off on his rants a bit more because he know because they know this is a proven character. They know people like him, mm-hmm. so they're like, "Yeah, Brooks, do your thing." But again, anyway, it needs to I, be think, a I think I think he was I think he was uh, yeah he was he was too saddled by the writing um, to do anything inter- interesting. Uh, but he's still, like I said, the highlight in a way. <laughs> he is, yeah, because it's interesting because he's he's still he's doing a good job. He's a good voice actor. Mm-hmm. And it's still interesting that this character is doing a thing. It's just, uh, it's not enough of them. Um, um, I don't like Arnold Schwarzenegger as president. I think that's stupid. Uh, which obvious, like if you're going to make the, uh, we, we've talked about this before, I'm sure. <laughs> but like, if you're going to make Arnold Schwarzenegger the president and the Simpsons, you've got, it's gotta be Rainier Wolfcastle. Well, yeah, that's the it's thing, the right? Biggest. Don't, don't make it president Schwarzenegger, make it president Wolfcastle and, and we make get it. it. <laughs> yeah, we understand. We it's, it's it's the parallel that's it's funny so it's not stupid because they design him exactly like wolf castle yes and it's just shears wolf castle voice because that's what he's doing it's so stupid and it's just it's one of those things because like they have a hillary joke as well with the itchy and scratchy yeah. bit yeah 
right? It's just one of those things where like you're da- you're dating your movie as well. Yeah. If they made it President Wolfcastle, that doesn't date it because that's a character in the in the movie or in the uh, in the show. And it makes Continuity. the satire more effective. Because now, if someone watching it now doesn't didn't know, because Schwarzenegger is doing the movies again, <laughs> you know, the, yep. the the part of his life where he was governor of California uh, is a big thing for a lot of people, a lot of uh, millennials and Gen Xers, but Gen Z or whatever currently are going to be like, why is Schwarzenegger president? Oh, it's a Trump joke. That's why. You know, like that's what they're going to think. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> my favorite joke. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> um. I have two that I want to mention. Uh, they're both Wiggum related. Okay. So the, the first one that made me, so these are just the two moments, the only two moments in the movie that made me genuinely laugh. Um, and the first one was when they go to shoot the dome and they all get hit. All the police officers get hit. Yeah. And Wiggum's like, ah, oh, geez, uh, how many people are hurt? And they all go, uh, and he's like, without the attitude. <laughs> yeah. That's I found that very funny. And then the uh, the bomb disarming robot at the end. Oh God, that's who yeah. shoots himself. The pressure, pressure, <laughs> pressure too much pressure. pressure. And then Wiggum goes, "Wow, he's been talking about it, but I didn't believe him." <laughs> like that's so funny. That's cla- that's a classic Simpsons joke. Yeah. Like that wouldn't surprise me if that's a punch up from one of the the classic writers. Because like robots, man. Robots. Any robot joke in the in this in the classic era, so funny. Yeah, yeah. Why was I programmed to feel pain? And of course, Linguo. Yeah, Linguo. Well, that's not classic. I era, know, but, but he's uh, a good Floyd, robot. You, scrubbings. You were programmed for scrubbing and scrubbing. You shall do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the auto dialer. Auto dialer. Yep. Yeah. Greetings, friend. Anyway, um, any other any final thoughts? Uh, I'm not going to bother with reference desk for this, honestly. I mean, you know the box office care. of the movie, right? <laughs> Wasn't it insane? Wasn't a lot. Would you like to? Would you like to? Two hundred. Two hundred million. Um, no, two uh, two hundred fifty million. Well, let's 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 do the let's do the 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 box office for for this movie um, worldwide. Okay. Okay. Um, first off, do you want to guess the budget, the reported budget? Um, I, I'm bad at this kind of thing. I don't. I don't. I don't like. You could tell me any number. I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. Seventy five million. Uh, <laughs> Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. And uh, what do you if think? If you had said 75 billion, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> and then you'd be like, are you, you're an idiot. That's insane. So they turned it in for under 100 million, which is... That's pretty good. Yeah, but I think they spent double that on the marketing because I remember the marketing of this movie being in ubiquitous as hell. Um, yep. What about the box office? What do you think it made? So I think it's in the 200 million range. Okay. Is it above 200 million? It is. 260 million double it 527.1 million (laughs) half a billion dollars yeah yeah and it still hasn't got a sequel sanity that's insanity yeah oh boy yeah i can't believe it hasn't gotten a sequel (laughs) it's i mean they're still doing the show yeah yeah, that's the thing, right? I I I kind of feel like this movie kind of helped the show limp along for another decade. Yeah, afraid so. <laughs> yeah, like we have the success of this movie to thank for the for the decade after. Do you remember some of the marketing for this? They turned Seven uh, Elevens into Quickie Marts. I did. Yeah, I do remember yeah. that. I remember being really mad it didn't happen in Lethbridge, Alberta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I was actually kind of stoked for that. That would be fun. That would have been yeah. fun. 
because they were selling like buzz cola and yeah the the donuts and yeah. stuff like that sprinkle yeah. donuts good stuff yeah yeah, yeah. well one day <laughs> that about does it here that's it happy five years bud oh god it's been a ride it, ha- it has i can't wait to get to season nine yeah that's next week have we talked to james wade yet no no he's not doing anything though oh that's fair enough I'm not worried. <laughs> so our uh, hopeful guest for next week, the city of New York versus Homer Simpson, is James Wade. Hopefully. Yes. We will we will represent Homer Simpson. He will represent the city of New York in the trial of the century. Cage match. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, thanks for f- sticking with us for five years. Um, uh, we've mentioned uh, we have a Patreon. If you want to hear more ramblings about various things, uh, go to patreon.com slash Boathouse Studios and subscribe for two bucks a month. You get all of our content. Uh, we just released our uh, Aladdin commentary. So you can listen to us talk about the movie Aladdin, which is a great movie. Sure is. No spoilers. And uh, we're going to be doing we we also did commentary for Return of Jafar and King of Thieves. Those will be coming down the pipeline. So get ready for those if you like Aladdin talk. And we do uh, zombie episodes, that kind of thing. Um, email us at the hammock district on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. And you can find us on the socials at bad neighbors pod or just two bad neighbors on Facebook. And uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. We did it. So we did it. We're going to start season nine right away. It's going to be exciting. We got a whole spreadsheet. Won't to, you join us to deal with? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. And keep watching the skis.